Good morning, church. What do you think of this? This is pretty awesome, huh? Praise God, yeah. Man, it's so, it's so nice to be back in here with you and uh, just to be all together in one place. And it just looks beautiful. I'm so thankful for all the work that's gone into this. There's so many hands that have been a part of this incredible work. But there's two people I really want to um, give a special thanks uh, to. And it's, uh, it's uh, Daryl Russo's here. Daryl, hi. Thank you, Daryl and Chris Marinello. Actually, there's more than two. Pastor Rick. Um, our team, some of our key staff people, Pastor Rick, so much of the technology and everything that we're, we were thinking through, the lighting, the cameras, all of that, it was an incredible amount of work. And his team, thank you to everyone that was here. I saw them here a long time making that happen. Um, we had a team of contractors and painters and Chris and Daryl, they worked together to just help coordinate them and make sure everything flowed smoothly. How many of you know building projects can take normally longer than you think they're going to take and cost a lot more than you think they're going to? And man, to be in here the day we said we'd be in here, and it to look the way that it looks, praise the Lord. Amen. I'm getting a little ahead of myself in what I wanted to share today, but it, it, it really takes, when, when we give our hands to the Lord, God has gifted us in so many different ways. And you think, what could project management be for the church? We just got to preach messages. No, we need people that God has gifted in all these different ways to be a part of the ultimate work God wants to do. Amen. So there's a power of dedication, of dedicating ourselves to be used by God. So today, I, we only have a few minutes before we're going to celebrate. And I just ask the Lord just to give a word to me to share about the power of dedication. Because like I said before, we're in a series of messages called Summer of Kairos. And a kairos is a word for time that's in the Greek language, which the New Testament of the Bible was written in. And a kairos moment is this special God moment. It's this different kind of word for time. It means a, an appointed time, a, a set-apart time, a God moment. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Divine appointments, God moments. Most of you know God was doing something in that time. I don't know if you've ever felt that before, but I've, I've been in some moments where I walk into it and I walk out of it and I feel like, I think there was more there. I think there was something God wanted to do and I, I wasn't quite able to wrap my heart around it. And I've just been someone that said, you know, Lord, I don't ever miss a moment you have for me. I don't ever want to be too distracted or focused on the wrong things that I'm missing what you want to do in my life. And so we spent this summer just realizing that, that God wants to do more. He wants to use the time he gives us for divine purposes. And now here we stand at this special milestone. And let me tell you, church, this is a Kairos moment. This is a moment where God is moving, where he is setting up something new for us. We've been feeling it over this last season, over the last year. God's been growing us and transforming us and changing us at our very core. He's been sowing new DNA into our hearts around prayer and dependency on him. And he is adding to our numbers daily, those that are being saved, transformed, and touched. And we're just getting started. The Lord is ready to do something new in this season. And here we are dedicating this house, this space, and ourselves unto God to say, Lord, come and do whatever it is that you want to do. God uses milestones like this to come and meet his people in a special way. So he brought me to the book of Ezra, Ezra and then the book of Nehemiah. And there's a unfolding of history that happened among God's people back in the Old Testament. There was a period of time, 70 years, that God's people weren't living in Jerusalem in the place that God had promised them. They weren't even able to be in Israel. They were carried off into captivity because of their sinfulness. And they were separated from the place that they longed to worship God. The temple that they used to go and worship God in was destroyed. 
the city, all the gates and the walls were burned down. It was ransacked and raided, and they were carried away. But God made a promise to them at their lowest hour and said, I will not leave you. I will not abandon you. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. And I want to tell someone today that you feel like your life has fallen apart. We serve a God who can redeem anything. He can redeem your life from the pit. He can rescue it if you allow him. And then he brings you through a process of rebuilding. And we see in God's word time and time again that when God is at work rebuilding physical things, it's often a spiritual re rebuilding that's happening as well. It can't just be physical. It, it, if we get to the end of this season and all we have is a new sanctuary, then it's a failure. Because God wants to do something in us brand new as well. God wants to rebuild something in the hearts of his people. He wants to renew us afresh and anew and build us up. And so today it all comes from this idea of dedication because when whenever God's building something and he's using people and he's doing something new, it requires a fresh act of dedication unto him. And I want to give you these three areas that I believe today, if you sense the Kairos moment that we're in and that you, just by being here or by watching online or a part of, then I believe God's inviting you to a fresh place of dedication unto him. And there's three areas, I believe, if you want to experience the fullness of, of what happens when we dedicate ourselves unto the Lord, the fullness of what God wants to do in this new beginning, then there's three areas of dedication that need to take place. So let's explore them together if you're taking notes. The first area is a dedication of your heart. It's ultimately realizing this one thing. And if you've been with the Lord, I think it takes longer and longer that we can forget it the longer we've been with the Lord. We often think about the great things we, God wants to do through us, the great things we can do for God, but I promise you this, the greatest work that God wants to do is the work that he does in you before he does it through you. It's, it's, it's the first work, and don't miss that. God wants to do his greatest work in you before he does great work through you. And sometimes we can actually just become conduits and say, God, I just want you to use me and use me, and I want to do great things for you. And he says, before you do great things for me, let me do something great within you. Let me change your heart and transform you. Some of you, if you have the gift of generosity and you have a heart to want to give to others, to bless others, and God will use that gift, but sometimes you can find that the deeper work that he wants to do in you, you're being resistant to. So don't hold back from God. Let him do everything he wants to do and let it start with a fresh dedication of your heart unto him. You see, whenever we come to this moment in time, back in Ezra and Nehemiah's day, the people of God came back to Jerusalem. They were allowed back. And the first thing they wanted to do was rebuild their temple. And they rebuilt a place of worship. And Ezra was there on that dedication day. And, and it was a beautiful moment. And then they remembered the Lord's, uh, the, the Lord's Passover and the special event when God rescued his children from Israel. And they had the Passover meal together, similar to how we had communion together today. It was all a part of their dedication. But just because the dedication happened didn't mean the work was concluded. The work was just beginning. It was actually the beginning point of a greater work that God wanted to do. And I believe with everything in my heart that these last eight weeks, this rebuilding, now that we're in here, this is not the end of a season. This is the beginning of a season. This is not the end of our work. This is the beginning of a great work God wants to do. And it was after the work had happened physically, God now wanted their hearts. He said, this temple is great, but what good is the temple if I don't have your heart? 
That's what the Lord continues to say. What good is this sanctuary if the Lord doesn't have your heart as well? So we must dedicate our hearts afresh and anew. If we're excited to dedicate this space, what about this space? What about this space? Because this leads your whole entire life. And the Lord wants to do so much in and through you. He wants, to, he wants his glory to fall and rest in your life. And so that happens by you allowing your heart to become aligned with God's heart. When you begin to dedicate your heart unto God, here's what will happen. It's something beautiful, and it's very similar to what happened to Nehemiah. Nehemiah made himself available to God. We've been talking about that this summer. And he went and he walked the streets of Jerusalem. And he went and he walked along the gates. And he saw the gates were burned down. He saw the walls were completely destroyed. He saw all this brokenness everywhere. And instead of becoming a critic of it, instead of complaining about it, instead of just weeping over it, his heart was open to the Lord, and his heart began to break for what broke the heart of God in that moment. Because it was a spiritual picture as much as it was a physical picture. Because as broken down as the walls were, the people were that way too. And God began to birth something in Nehemiah's heart, a great rebuilding effort. A miraculous rebuilding effort that in 52 days they would rebuild all the walls of the city with all kinds of opposition, with all kinds of challenges. They did something that makes this sanctuary look like this. They did a work that was miraculous. God worked in and through them. But it all started with a heart that was broken, a heart that was aligned to God's heart. Here's what I want us to pray today. I want us to dedicate our hearts afresh and anew to God. And here's what my prayer is for you, that you would have a heart like Nehemiah's when we leave this place, that you will walk back to your workplace, that you'll walk back to your home, that you'll walk back to your neighborhood, that where you go, the Lord will give you his eyes because he's given you his heart. And when you walk, you'll begin to see walls that are broken down. And you'll begin to see areas that the Lord wants to move in. And you'll begin to see work that God wants to do. And he will begin to put within you a heart that is like his, that sees what he sees, that feels what he feels, and that can be used to do the things that he wants you to do. Amen? So here's I want you to take your hand right now. Would you just place it over your heart? And we're just going to begin to pray. Right now, we're going to ask the Lord. We're going to dedicate our hearts unto him, our lives unto him. And we're going to ask him to give us his heart to feel what he feels, to do what he's called us to do. Lord, I just commit my heart to you today. Come on, would you just say that to him? Lord, I dedicate my heart afresh, anew to you today, Lord God. Lord, I dedicate everything I am to you today, Lord God. I ask you, Lord God, to set apart the things that aren't of you, Lord God. May they be gone. May my heart, Lord, be fixed upon you. Lord, align my heart with your heart, Lord God. May I feel the things that you want me to feel. May I be able to see what you want me to see, Lord God, so that I could do what you've called me to do today, Lord God. I dedicate my heart afresh and anew to you in this season. May your glory come, Lord God. Fill my life, I pray. Amen. Amen. So our hearts is the first part. But as that happens, the Lord will begin to move in your heart. He'll begin to touch your heart in certain ways, in certain areas. And then it will require your hands that he'll want to begin to work through your life. You may think you have nothing to offer the Lord. But I ask you, whenever you think that, just look right down and see that, well, what, what can I do, Lord? It may not seem like much, but you can offer yourself to the Lord. Say, Lord, whatever it is that you have may not feel like it's much. You may wonder what that could be. But I promise you, God has something special designed for you, something he's set apart for you, that he's gifted you for in advance, that you have no idea, but you're a part of a bigger plan and purpose than you could ever imagine. This, this cross is beautiful, isn't it? 
over here on the wall. There's a gentleman sitting right here in the front with us. He's someone that's a friend with Pastor Rick and Jessica, and they got to meet, and he was able to be a part of building this cross for us. And he built it, and it's in this sanctuary today. I'm sure that you would have never thought, right? You would have never thought this would, be, this would be the work of your hands. But God used that, and he blessed it. He had work for you to do. That's a part of our story. And then all these people don't know you. But this is going to bless someone. Someone's going to walk in, and they're going to give their heart to the Lord, and they're going to see the cross, and they're going to surrender their life. It is because you were gifted in that way just to be used by God. Isn't that amazing? It may seem so small, but it's so big. Church, are you with me? Today I was walking onto the campus. I parked my car across the street and I come walking in and there's someone serving in our body laying face down on the ground having a, a cardiac episode. We thought we, would, we thought we lost someone today at 8 o'clock this morning on this campus. That's what we walked into. It was a medical emergency. Can I tell you, within 20 seconds, we had two people, one doctor and one nurse that was serving here this morning, rush over there. His life is saved today. There are people that were just strategically in place ready. He's cracking jokes in the hospital, but I'm telling you, church, if it wasn't for, and, and then you know what else happened? About 20 people just gathered and were just calling on the name of the Lord. We were warring this morning. Before you even knew what was going on in this space, we were warring for someone's life. I believe the resurrection power of Christ met him and revived him today in his presence. But here's what I praise God for. Not that there was just somebody there, but that God had the right person there. The right per that they did not think for a moment, I need to have my, all this knowledge that I've learned all through this time. But in a moment, when you surrender your hands to the Lord, he can activate any part of you to serve his purposes. And it always is about lives being changed, lives being saved. Are you with me? This all just happened today, right? Thank God. Thank you, Lord, that your people's hands are there. They're ready. They're dedicated unto you. And here's what I've wondered. There's so many of us here today. There's so many people that call Evangel home. What if every one of us were like this? Lord, my hands are for you. How much more would the Lord do? How much more? How many more lives will be changed? But it starts with a fresh dedication of my hands. You, we cannot look at the work that God wants to do and say someone else will do it. Here's what happened in Nehemiah's day. Whenever they saw the work that needed to be done on the wall, the Lord spoke to Nehemiah and he spoke it out to the people. And there were a group of people that gathered together and they said, I may not be a builder or a carpenter. There were some who were priests. There were some who were bakers and all kinds of other lay people. And they came together and they said, I might not know how to build, but here I am, Lord, use me. And they made themselves available and they dedicated their hands to the work of the Lord. And he worked miraculously through them. When you dedicate your hands unto the Lord, watch what he does through your life. Watch how he moves and touches and blesses and redeems. D.L. Moody, the great D.L. Moody said this. He said there's a great many people who have gotten a false idea about what church is. They've gotten the idea that the church is a place to rest, to get a nice cushioned seat, that convicted me a little bit when I saw these beautiful seats. <laughs> Contribute to some great charities, listen to the pastor, and then do their share to keep the church out of bankruptcy. That's all they want. Man, if that's the church, then we're failing miserably. God's called us to so much more than that. This is just a gathering place. This is not the church. We are the church when we're on mission, living, doing what Jesus has called us to do, our hands and our hearts fully dedicated to him. Are you with me? 
Now, it's so important that the hand and the heart are connected. Because here's what I've seen, two things. I've seen people that would say, my heart is dedicated to the Lord, but I'm not, I haven't given my hands to him, I'm too busy. And over time, you'll find yourself just wandering away from the fullness of what God wants to do, limited. And I've seen other people who are still serving the Lord with their hands, but their hearts have drifted in their dedication to God and his work. And then they get burnt out and bitter and frustrated. And they're still working, but their hearts are very far from God. Are you with me? Our hands and our hearts. Be careful. Don't think just because you can do something good for God if your heart isn't in it and isn't with him, it's not helping. It's not, it's not going to be a good thing. If, you're, if your heart is dedicated to God, but you have no time to make yourself available to him, I'm not just talking about assuring you're serving. That's great. But I'm talking about, Lord, what do you want to do with my life for your kingdom? There's ministry beyond the Sunday morning hour that he's called all of us to. There are co-workers and people and places and things he wants to do through your life. Are your hands open and available and dedicated? Lord, use me. Use any part of me you want. Are you with me, church? Our hands and our hearts dedicated unto God. God wants to use all kinds of people. I love Nehemiah's story because there are 38 different individuals named by the end of the, the chapter 3 and 42 different groups of people that are identified. There are men and women working. There are lay people and clergy working. There are priests. There are different trades, different towns, representatives of all parts of society. And when I think about that, I think about the church of Evangel Church. What an amazing, beautiful picture of God's kingdom we are. We come from all different places, all different tribes, nations, and times. Yet he has united us together for one purpose, to be changed lives, changing communities. To carry out this vision here, across the street, and around the world. And the Lord wants to use us for a great, miraculous work as long as we put our hearts next to one another. And as the Lord does that, he will build us up. You know, there's this picture that comes in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, that says this, that you and I, we are the body. We are the church. We are the temple of God. We are living stones that are being built up into a spiritual house as a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. There's a lot to say there. But here's what God wants us to know from his word time and again. This isn't the church. This is a physical house. This is a physical building. We are the church. We are living stones. There are stones that are holding this up. There's carpet. But the, the most precious part of this church is the people. We are like living stones. But the Bible says being built up. The question is, you are a living stone. Are you being built up? Are you becoming more like Jesus every day? Are you taking time to grow and to learn and to take next steps in your walk with him? It's so vitally important that you do. You are not called to fill a seat. You're called to fulfill a purpose. Never miss that. Never miss that, that you're called to a purpose, something special that God has for you. And we want to help you find it and walk in it. And we have a few great ways, I believe, just divine opportunities for you to step into that in this season. Today, in just a few moments when we conclude service, we're going to have an amazing time of celebration. I'll talk to you about that later. But right after it ends, I'm going to be stepping out of the sanctuary and I'm going to be teaching something called Growth Track. It's a short time that we're going to gather together. You're going to learn about our vision, our heart as a church, and really how you can take a journey to grow and become who God's called you to be. I'd love for as many people as would like to to join me in that over in, I believe it's over in the overflow. Uh, I might be wrong. If not, they'll take me somewhere else and I'll be teaching there. But as we get together, I'd love for you, if you've not gone through Growth Track, jump in today. We're going to join together and then as soon as that's over, we're going to go and join in the picnic and have a great time. But I would love to see you take 
time to grow and be built up. Get connected to one another. Small group signups are happening. Find ways to get more invested in the heart of community here at Evangel. That's what it means to dedicate your hands and your heart is to get plugged in somewhere. Be used by God. Get connected with others. Some of my favorite times that I have, I promise you, as your pastor, are when I spend times in a small group with other brothers being built up. I'm so encouraged by it. All yesterday afternoon, my small group guys were going back and forth on text message, building each other up, encouraging each other, strengthening each other. I need that. I need that kind of community in my life, and I know that you do as well. So please don't put it off any longer. Get connected. Are someone with me? Come on, get connected, get into a group, open up your home, serve, do whatever you can because we got to get more connected as a church. It can't just be Sunday mornings. That's dedicating our hands and our hearts. And finally, Pastor Rick, you can come on up at this time. We want to dedicate this house. That's the final part. This house, our house. We call Evangel Church our house collectively, but this really has a, a double meaning. Because what a shame would it be if we would stand here today and we would dedicate this house, this place, unto the Lord and every home that's represented isn't dedicated unto the Lord. What good would that be? Do you want to know why the wall was rebuilt and why something so miraculous happened? Because there was a group of homes and families. They said, our house is all in. Our house is dedicated unto God and his work. What good would it be if you've given your hearts and your hands, you've served the Lord and you've lost your children to the world? You know, there's this moment in Joshua where People are wavering back and forth between what they're going to do and how they're going to honor God or whether they will or whether they won't. And Joshua stands up and it's like, do whatever you want. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And there is a declaration that needs to happen in, in our lives where we don't hope that we're going to serve the Lord, where we declare that we will serve the Lord. That whenever we look at situations and challenges and say, you know what, Lord, with your help and by your grace, we will serve the Lord. I just believe today. There needs to be a moment just like there was in Nehemiah's day because every one of those families that stepped up to the wall, they said, me and my house, we will serve the Lord and his purpose at this hour. And they stepped forward. You don't want to know the power of what happens when you do that? We're going to believe God for families to be transformed. Some of you are here today and say, Pastor, I don't know if I could even say that because my spouse doesn't know the Lord or serve the Lord or my kids are far from the Lord. It's okay. Begin to pray it today until we see it one day in the future. As for me and my house, Lord, we will serve the Lord. There's some people that all, that's all they had was that promise and that calling out to God, that declaration, and eventually the Lord fulfilled it in their lives. Time and again, but their hearts were set upon it. So everyone, would you stand around this room today? And I just want us to have a fresh time of dedication of our hearts, our lives, and our hands. Would you hold out your hands in front of you right now? And I want you right now, we're just going to begin to pray just like we did when we prayed for our hearts. Would you dedicate your hands unto the Lord right now? Would you say, Lord, would you use me? Whatever it is you have for me, Lord God, come and use me. Move in my life. Pray with me, Lord, I, I commit my hands to you. I dedicate my hands to you, Lord God. Work through me, Lord God. Make me a, a vessel for your glory. Lord God, would you use any part of me you want to use, Lord God, for whatever purpose you have for me, Lord God. Lord God, would you continue to allow that to happen, Lord, that I could serve you wholeheartedly, Lord God, in the areas that you have placed before me. I commit my hands to you today. And today, if you're here and you... 
you have your family members that are with you and they're around you, would you just take their hand, Mandy? Would you come join me up here on the platform? I want you to take the hand of a family member if they're with you. If you're, if you're not, then you just lift your hand before the Lord right now and you just dedicate your house, your family to the Lord. And we're just going to have a fresh time of just dedication of, of homes and houses and families unto the Lord right now. Come on, would you just begin to say this, Lord, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Lord God, we, we commit and dedicate our homes, our families, Lord God, our lives fully unto you, Lord God. We dedicate our children unto you, Lord God. We dedicate our spouses unto you today, Lord God. We ask for your glory to fill our homes, Lord God, our lives, Lord God. This house will be made up of homes fully dedicated to you, Lord God. Well, I pray your protection over every home, Lord God, over every family, Lord. As school is now beginning, we pray for every child, Lord God. We pray for every classroom they were filled. We pray for every teacher, Lord God, that you will divinely protect them, Lord God. Make our children a light, Lord God. Keep them close to you, we pray, Lord God. We dedicate them unto you unto your care, protection, and hand, Lord God. Use us now as one family. Lord, we now commit this house to you, Lord God. We commit this space to you. Would the word of God be preached in power, Lord God. Would the Holy Spirit, would you flow in freedom. Would worship be glorifying unto you, Jesus, Lord God. And would hearts and lives be drawn to our Savior, we pray. Use us, Lord. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. And it says here in Ezra chapter 6, verse 16, the temple of God was then dedicated with great joy by the people of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the people who returned from exile. And I love this moment because in the midst of all this dedication, there's a moment where God's word was preached. It was so necessary that we had a message today from God's word when we gather. And in Nehemiah chapter 8, Ezra preached the word to the people. And he walked among them, and all day they taught them the word, and the people were broken because their hearts were coming into alignment with God. They realized there's ways that we're not connected. It's so important that we gather in this place and hear the word of the Lord. We got to hear that because God wants to teach us his ways. He wants to allow us to walk in a way that would honor him. And as they taught the word, the people were crying and even weeping because it was heavy and, and they had seen things that needed to change within them. My prayer is always, Lord, may I not be the same when I walk out of here as I walk in. Would your word change my life? But then Nehemiah said something to the people, and I want to say that to you today as we go from here. He said this, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with a people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before the Lord. Don't be dejected or sad. Come on, somebody. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so today, Lord God, we go out of this place with rejoicing, with celebration, Lord God, with a feast, Lord God, and your joy becomes our strength today, Lord God, as we dedicate this house unto you. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise God. Let's go out. Let's enjoy a great celebration outside. We have some food. We have fun activities for the family. We have growth track happening if you'll join us. If you need prayer, our prayer team will be up here across the front for a few moments. We'd love to spend time with you. God bless you. We'll see you on Wednesday and next Sunday as well.